This is the Ridgeline Leadership Podcast, episode 44. Here we go. What's up, everyone? This is Blake and Peter, and welcome back to the Ridgeline Leadership Podcast, the podcast that empowers aspiring leaders to identify, connect to, and advance on the path of leadership. We've been talking a lot about issues that leaders face uh, or struggle with uh, here on the last couple of podcasts, and we've been spending a lot of time on these because I find that the truth is often opposite um, of the messages that are being taught or presented by uh, different sources, whether it be from uh, media or from uh, our own expectations um, or the way others talk about their leadership through different platforms. Um, and we want to make sure that you know that you're not alone if you don't have it all figured out. We don't either. Um, there are so many stresses out there that we all face, and many of them are similar stresses in growing as a leader. Uh, have you ever gotten to the end of the day, felt exhausted, but no real complete work to show for that day? I, I've been there. I'm sure, Blake, I've, I'm sure you've been there. So today, why don't we talk about and dig into the lie of busyness? Yeah, this lie, you're not, you're not joking. It is a lie. Busyness is one of those things that I think is one of the, it's one of the like first indicators that a leader is like really starting to transition and change from a perspective to a new perspective, because busyness is one of those things that feels good and makes you feel like you're doing something and feel like you're accomplishing stuff. But busyness is just junk food. Okay. Busyness is the crap that we eat to feel better about ourselves, not necessarily give our body the thing it needs to thrive at a next level. And this is, it's hard getting past this busyness mindset. It's hard because it takes you to stop and look at everything before you start to take action. Busyness is a huge lie ready to steal your time and effectiveness. Have you ever, uh, have you read the book Good to Great before? Yeah, I believe so. Okay, Jim it's Collins. It's been a while. Super good. Yeah. Um, his, he has, he says something to the effect that it's just really impactful, but he says that um, the enemy of great is not bad. The enemy of great is good, which is like that concept right there really causes you to pause and stop. And I've just been thinking about that. Like if good is the enemy of great, then who is good's evangelist? What is good's means of keeping us average and not like going to another level? And honestly, I think the great evangelist of good is busyness because it makes you get enough done, but not really be effective. Uh, busyness right. wants all of your attention. Okay. There's uh, the economist. I don't, I don't even know how to say this guy's name. Cyril, Cyril Parkinson. Yeah. If you don't know him first, I've seen his name, but his, his, this quote <laughs> is like super good. Um, 
he, he once said that work expands to fill the time available for its completion. Work expands to fill the time available for its completion. So I've always heard this concept, this room painting concept, if you will, that if you give uh, a, a room eight hours to paint it, it's likely that you're going to get 80, 85% of that room painted in two hours, but it's still going to take eight hours because just as this economist says, work expands to fill the time available for its completion. So busyness is one of those things that makes us feel like we're doing a bunch, but we effectively could have used our time way better to paint that room or to go to the next thing to be more effective. And that's really what this podcast is about is the difference between busyness and effectiveness. Yes, productivity is a part of effectiveness and you may hear us interchangeably use that word, but the truth is effectiveness is what we're after. Really good uh, illustration of this too, just the other week. Uh, my wife and I were doing the lawn and the deal was she was gonna mow the lawn and I was gonna weed eat, right? Cause that's a lot more dangerous to weed eat. And I, I caught myself thinking that I could, the weed eating would only take me a few minutes. So why not do this other little task and take care of this little thing in the lawn too. And I'll trim the hedges while I'm at it. And I'll go ahead and blow everything off while I'm doing it. And all these other little tasks. And before I realized that two hours had elapsed and I wasn't fin finished the weed eating, I was still working on it. And she's sitting there going, I'm done now. Where are you? Right. I thought we were supposed to be finished by now. Yeah. No, you're right. And it does. It just, we're going to figure out everything we can possibly do um, when we're not thinking effectively. We're just thinking of getting a whole bunch of little things done and staying busy and look at, look at how good I'm doing. You know, it's, it's very self-gratifying, right? It doesn't really help the big, bigger vision. It's more self-gratifying in nature. And I think the bigger thing here um, is that busyness pulls us away from our vision and our purpose. And it looks like it's doing good work and it looks like it's being effective towards that end. But really when you finally take back all the smoke and mirrors, you get to see that busyness is really kind of about keeping you moving instead of keeping you attentive. Right. I mean, right. there's, yeah. there's so many quotes out there that talk about just like, I mean, I mean, I, I hear these in church all the time. Like, the the devil doesn't care about making you evil. He cares about keeping you busy, right? Like that's the idea. Yes. If he keeps you busy and moving, you're not you're not staying on top of those things. See, being right. busy is fueled. And I and I read this recently, and it, ugh, man, it just hit right to the heart. Busy being busy is fueled by perfectionism, while being productive or effective is fueled by purpose. Ouch. Yeah. Seriously. All of us, all of us ones out there that feel that perfectionism is something we strive for. I think we're all cringing at the same time right now with realization and understanding now. Mm. I, I think it, it, it shows us too, that we're, we're really falling. It's easy to fall into that trap of, because busyness makes you feel productive. Mm -hmm. You, you see all these things that you're touching or all these things that you're working on. But if you really take time to look back, like you're saying, and see all those things that you touched, are any of them actually complete? Mm. And of the ones that are complete, how many of them are complete to the standard that they need to be? 
or how many of them are just barely to that point and they need more work. And maybe now you've wasted time just because you're hopping from thing to thing and you're reacting and you're working on staying busy and always doing something. Mm, absolutely. And that's, man, that's so, so good because the hard part about identifying busy is that it really looks like you're doing stuff and you are, mm -hmm. you are doing things. Yeah. You are expending energy. You are being stressed. You are right. pushing an agenda. The problem is, is that sometimes being busy, I'd say a lot of times, it's not about the right agenda. And that's, that's really what this is about is identifying the difference between getting things done and are you on the right path? Those are totally different things, mm. right? Like you could be the best at laying down floor. And you're just busy and you're coming up with all this stuff. But if you're an electrical company, that doesn't mean shit, right? Like, so right. that's the difference here is, and it's not always so obvious like that. Like, that's a really obvious scenario. But busyness keeps our mind off of thinking for the future and thinking about how we can cause great effect to the world and to people and to the thing that we offer as a service. And this is why, um, you know, Eisenhower once said the whole you know, what is, what is important is seldom urgent. What is urgent is seldom important. And he digs into that for the Eisenhower decision-making matrix, which we've talked about before. So I'm not going to get in here, but that that's the one where he breaks down all the differences between urgent and important or not urgent and important. And it's, if you don't know about that, check it out. Um, it's in the, the book, the seven high seven habits of highly effective people by Stephen Covey should check that out. It's really good. But we have got to understand that busyness just does a really good job of keeping you distracted enough and and hitting enough items and, and using your energy to make you feel like you're actually doing something, but it's kind of a lie. Yeah, it's easy. Um, just kind of thinking of creating a system, right? Um, busyness kind of gets us stuck in this habit of we have a task in front of us or we have something that we know we need to do. Well, let's just jump right in and get going on it, right? Sometimes that's good if you fully understand it. Sure. Uh, but effectiveness tells you, hey, let's take a moment, look at the task. Because a lot of times, if you're just focused on staying busy, you can be spending a lot of time doing tasks and not realizing that there's a prerequisite to that task. Mm. Hey, I have to do X, Y, Z before I can do A, B, C. Right. Right. And, and now you've gone and you've done all this work and then you have to realize that you have to go back and do different work first, which changes all the work that you've just done. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you're staying busy, but you're doing the work in twice or three times the amount of time because you're not thinking it through and creating the system. It's easy to stay in that distracted mode too of I've got to get this done. So let's just go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a good sign that you might be caught in this busyness mentality. And by the way, this whole podcast is about leadership and about growing in leadership mm -hmm. and becoming a leader. You know, this is, you know, we say that it's about identifying, connecting to and advancing on the path of leadership. So we're not saying you should already be good at this. We all struggle with this at some capacity or another. And I, I know that one of the biggest things that people who are busy pride themselves on is one of the great, greatest hoax of all time. Oh, yeah. And that's multitasking. This idea oh, yeah. that I can, I can get a lot done at once if I do this, 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 and this, they've scientifically proven that multitasking is actually not effective. They have proven no, it's not. that 
you actually are not using the same right amount of energy to do something. And a good sign that you really struggle with busyness and and this is the fact that I just said that and you disagree so wholeheartedly and you think it's all bullshit of everything I'm saying. And believe me, I was there. I remember being there. I remember thinking those same things until I read a a book called uh, by David Allen called Getting Things Done. And it was so good because he just broke down that lie and then lifted back up that mindset of creating a good system, right? And that's, you know, we, we just hit on it a second ago, but busy people are always distracted. They're always trying to multitask, but productive people are creating system and productive people are focusing. Okay, so there is a huge lie of this idea of multitasking. You will get so much more done when you focus on one thing, when you look at one path, when you allow your brain to be creative. Multitasking is not does not like reside and find residence in this place of creativity. It finds its place in just actions, right? Like we, I, I heard this story uh, talking to one of our team members yesterday about um, this demo crew. They were out on site and they were demoing things out and they were just moving and going and not, not stopping and looking at things. And we were behind them in other areas installing things. And minutes later, the demo crew was demoing out everything we had just installed because they were just doing actions. They were just moving. Oh my god! They were not thinking about the thing they were doing. And the, our team member was like, is that normal? And I was like, it's not supposed to be, but that is a mindset <laughs> that people start to have is when you're just going and going and going. Yeah. You just made a whole bunch of action, but that's probably going to cost you because you weren't paying attention. Yeah. Okay. You were not focused on the bigger picture and the bigger picture is get your stuff done, but don't take down everybody else's stuff. Okay. So that's, that's just one of those signs that you might struggle with busyness is that you're multitasking and multitasking is a lie. Your brain cannot think about more than one thing at once. You cannot do more than one thing at once. Okay. You can feel like you are because you're jumping back and forth and you think you're doing it, you're not. You're not doing it at all. Coming from a guy who spent a, a large portion of his professional life in leadership saying, I can multitask really well, I can tell you right now it's a lie. It doesn't work. Um, it's, uh, it is a, a trap that we fall into because we feel like we're being productive. Again, the word, the keyword there is feel. Mm. It's not real. I, I re- And it does. Oh, so, sorry. I, I remember you saying that early on, like, oh, I'm really good yeah. at multitasking. I'm really good at multitasking. And I remember yep. telling you that's the biggest lie you're ever going to believe. You're not very yep. good at multitasking because multitasking is not effective. Okay. It's responsive no, it's and it's like, it, it just makes me feel nervous at this point. And that, that is just one of those things you got to be able to push away from because multitasking isn't going to serve you. It won't. And it'll keep you that type of busyness and multitasking. It'll keep you glued to your desk. You're just going to always be there. You're always going to be working. You're always going to be pushing towards something, but never feeling like you've actually actually accomplished anything. Productive people know that it's important to take a break and they know when to take those breaks Mm -hmm. because it's important to rest your brain. It's not easy too. if you think about this, um, it's not it's not worthwhile. It's not easy. It's not healthy to switch from one task to another quickly. 
it's like flipping the switch on the gas and the brake instantly. You know, we, we speed up the car, we slow the car down gently. We don't immediately switch from one task to another. You know, Blake, you and I have talked about this. I think we've said this on the podcast before about how um, even within tasks, your brain takes time to change gears, as it were, or speeds. You know, there's there's a startup and a shutdown time. You don't immediately flip a switch and now you're into another thing, mm. right? So you've got to take that time to rest your brain so that you can be effective. Right. Take a few moments and and look at what you've got going on. Well, the the thing with that idea of startup and shutdown is if you think of a motor, think of things that start up, where, like your computer, where does it use the most energy? At startup, at shutdown. Yeah. If all you are ever doing is just starting and shutting down, then then you're using all your energy to do very little because what is, yes. is a lot of work being done at startup and shutdown? No. No, as far yeah. as effectiveness, almost nothing is happening because it's not at a point that it can do the work. So if you're always starting and always shutting down, you're actually just spinning your wheels. And let's be clear too, we're not talking about a few seconds startup and shutdown. Mm. Uh, I, I believe I read somewhere the average startup time for someone to be able to go from understanding that they have a task to focusing on that task is 23 minutes. Right. Which is insane. So it's you're spending if if you're you're multitasking throughout the day or you're responding to things throughout the day and you're spending 10 minutes on each one, you're just you're not even hitting your focus at all. You're not even hitting that time where you can really dig in and look at something. Yeah. Um, so it's important to just take a moment, step back, look at what you've got in front of you and be I love how you put this, Blake, be brutally honest about what you can and can't get done. Mm. Right. And you've even said that to me before. Hey, Peter, I think you're you're saying you've got too. I think you're trying to do too much. Mm -hmm. And I think you need to pare back what you can do throughout the day. So the the good or not good, the best friend of busyness is a lack of clarity. OK, mm -hmm. that's that's where we end up falling <laughs> to the wayside a lot is we're busy because we don't know the right next thing to do. We don't have clarity on where we're going. That's why when we say, you know, busy people are multitaskers, but productive people focus, it's not that they have something nobody else does. They're just gaining clarity. They're just making sure they understand that the next step they're going to take is a worthwhile one. So you've got to be able to stop before you go on there and gain clarity. You want to be really good at not multitasking, just gain clarity. Okay, continue to try to gain clarity, ask questions, come to those conclusions. Make sure you focus on one thing at a time, mm. right? That keeps us away from that multitasking idea. Keep our eyes set, write down what you've got going on. I think that's a key thing too, is keeping a list, a written list of what you're working on or what your plans are for that day or for that hour, whatever it may be. But focus on one thing at a time. Don't try to switch back and forth. This one, I... Love this one so much. Master your calendar. Don't let your calendar master you, right? So you build it out. You tell yourself what you're going to be working on, where you're going to be throughout the day. You build that out. Be a master of your calendar. Always think smaller. This is for me. Think a lot smaller because you feel like you can take on 10 things. You probably can get three effectively. Yeah. And part of just trying to jump in back actually to the master your calendar thing. When you think about mastering your calendar, don't, don't schedule to an inch of its life. 
Remember how Pete just said that it can take up to 23 minutes to go from not doing something to a point, a place of effectiveness, 23 minutes, then you've got to kind of have some of that stuff scheduled into your day, have times of rest, um, have times of focus, have times of transition. Mm -hmm. That was probably one of the best things I ever did for myself was created places of transition and created places of margin to get into the next step. Yeah, having that white space in your calendar Mm. is crucial. I used to build up my calendar with no spaces in between and would find by the end of the day, my tasks were really on like the third or fourth spot. Mm. And I I was not into the 10th place that I needed to be at, right? Because I'm not creating that that build up and and shut down. Yeah, and so you, you had talked about the first thing for us to do, focusing on one thing at a time. The next thing, really owning our calendar. And then you said, think smaller. I think the thing about thinking smaller that actually helps us is not thinking of a smaller vision. It's just breaking down your vision and the path and the purpose you're going after into smaller, more accomplishable goals. The reason when we say that clarity is the best friend of busyness or a lack of clarity rather is the best friend of busyness. It's because we we don't want to focus on the big, big monster of a task. We'd rather just start chipping away at it. You know, just yeah. here's a big rock. Let's just start chipping away and and we'll see what happens. Like you, you're going to miss crucial pieces because you didn't focus on it and break the bigger picture down into smaller, more tangible goals. Yeah, absolutely. And then eliminate distractions is the fourth thing, right? Take your phone. If you're working on focus time, take your phone and put it away, put it out slightly out of reach somewhere where it's a little bit harder to get to, right? This is something I've worked on in my life personally is moving my phone further away from me because that creates a distraction. Um, If that's not the time to be on the phone, then focus on the work in front of you. You know, if you're a type of person who has 3000 tabs open on your computer while we're, while you're working, maybe close 299 of them and just work on the one that you're working on. Right. Um, eliminate as many distractions as you can so that your mind can continue to keep focus on what you're working on. Check out those books, guys, uh, seven habits of highly effective people by uh, Stephen Covey. Um, and then getting things done by David Allen. They'll really, they will really help you as you hone your skill here as being a leader, um, towards being more effective and less being busy. Don't get caught in the trap of busyness. Um, it will keep you running and running and running and never accomplishing anything. Make sure you don't focus on that perfection because it will keep you stuck at your desk with little work to show actually completed at the end of the time that you put in and you will be absolutely and thoroughly exhausted from all of the startup and the shutdown. Keep in mind, make yourself a plan. Focus on one thing at a time. Master your calendar. Think in smaller chunks and then eliminate those distractions. Thanks so much for joining us this week on the Resign Leadership Podcast. See you guys next Also, time. we'd like to thank our very own Luke Van Tress, a.k.a. Mr. Boxes, for our kick-ass original theme song. 